Inshallah we'll listen to the recitation from the beginning of the lesson. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahilladhi khalaqas samawati wal arda wa ja'ala al-dhulumati wal ثم الذين كفروا بربهم يعدلون هو الذي خلقكم من طين ثم قضى اجلا واجل مسمى عنده ثم انتم تمترون وَهُوَ اللَّهُ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَفِي الْأَرْضِ يَعْلَمُ سِرَّكُمْ وَجَهْرَكُمْ وَيَعْلَمُ مَا تَكْسِبُونَ So as you were listening, what was coming into your mind? Alhamdulillahi alladhi khalaqa samawati wal ard All praise to Allah who created the heavens and the earth. So picture the sky, picture the earth. وَجَعَلَ الظُّلُمَاتِ وَالنُّورِ Picture the darkness and the light. Who made all of this? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Him alone. Yet there are people who بِرَبِّهِمْ يَعْدِلُونَ Who give credit to others. Who don't worship Allah alone. Who don't thank Him enough. They don't turn to Him. Instead, they give all the credit to others. Others who have no share in the creation of the heavens and the earth. No share in the making of the darkness and the night. هُوَ الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ مِنْ طِينَ He is the one who created you from clay. ثُمَّ قَضَى أَجَلَ And then he specified a time for you. A time of expiry. That how long are you going to be on this earth? When is your departure from this world? He fixed it. From the moment that you were made. وَأَجَلٌ مُسَمَّى عِنْدَهُ And that time is only with him. Only he knows when a person is going to die. ثُمَّ أَنْتُمْ تَمْتَرُونَ Yet you all doubt. You all doubt his power. That he is the only one who has given you life. He is the only one who can cause death. Yet you doubt his power and authority. وَهُوَ اللَّهُ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَفِي الْأَرْضِ He is Allah. The only one deserving worship. Where? In the heavens. And in the earth. Meaning no matter where you go in this existence, who is the only Lord? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who is the only God? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In this dunya what happens? You go to one country, okay? One person is in power. And you move five inches away from that, you step into another country, and somebody else is in power. Isn't that so? And within a country even, within a house even, Right? Within a street even. This is the sad reality of people. But Allah Azza wa Jal, no matter where you go on this planet, no matter where you go in this entire existence, who is the only one who deserves worship? Allah. يَعْلَمُ سِرَّكُمْ وَجَهْرَكُمْ And you cannot hide from Him at all. Because He knows your secret and what you made public. وَيَعْلَمُ مَا تَكْسِبُونَ And He knows whatever that you earn. Everything that you acquire, He knows about it. So think, what did I earn this last week? What did I do since this morning? What is it that I'm chasing from morning to night? What is it that I'm going after from the time I wake up until the time I go to bed? Whatever I am making, whatever I am earning whether it is actions, deeds, good deeds, bad deeds, okay, good effects, bad effects, money, points, whatever I'm acquiring, who knows about it? Allah knows. وَيَعْلَمُ مَا تَكْسِبُونَ Because sometimes we try to have something that we don't actually deserve because we haven't really worked hard enough for it. We still want the credit for it. But still He knows. You can't hide anything from Him. People can cheat others. Right? I am so and so person with this and this certification, whereas in reality they have no certification. It's just a fake document. Who knows the reality? Allah. وَيَعْلَمُ مَا تَكْسِبُونَ Allah says, وَمَا تَأْتِيهِمْ And it does not come to them. مِنْ آيَةٍ Any sign. مِنْ آيَاتِ رَبِّهِمْ From the signs of their Lord. إِلَّا except 
كَانُوا they are عَنْهَا from it مُعْرِضِينَ ones who turn away. There is no sign that comes to them from any of the signs of their Lord except that the reaction of these people is what? That they turn away. Now these ayat primarily, who are they talking about? Who is it that equated partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Who is it that doubted the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? The mushrikeen of Makkah. So primarily this verse is talking about the mushrikeen of Makkah, but it's not limited to them. Because there are many who exist today as well, whose behavior, whose thinking is just like the people of Makkah. Who are just like the people of Jahiliyyah. What? That there is no sign. An ayah is what? Sign, evidence, proof, a miracle. Something that proves the power, existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no sign from the many signs of their Lord that are presented to them except that these people, إِلَّا كَانُوا عَنْهَا مُعْرِضِينَ مُعْرِضِينَ is a plural of مُعْرِض. مُعْرِض is the one who does i'rad, the one who turns away. And this is basically the aversion of the heart. So a person, he has no interest, he turns away, doesn't even bother to look, doesn't pay heed. And many, many signs were shown to them. And remember that ayat are both kawni and shari. Kawni. Like for example over here, so many proofs are given. He is the one who created the heavens and the earth. He is the one who made the night and the day. He knows you, your secret and what you express. Everything He knows. But yet, the majority of the people, what's their reaction? They pay no heed. They take no lesson. And there are also many verses. Many verses that are presented to the people in which are clear proofs of the heat of the oneness of Allah. But yet, what's the reaction of many people? They do not take any lesson. They turn away. They are not interested at all. Why? Why is it so? When does this happen? That you give a person many proofs, but yet they do not accept. When? When they have made up their mind that I'm not going to listen. When they have made up their mind that I'm not going to do this. And we see this many times. For example, there could be a girl, right? And the parents are like, yes, you should get married to this man. And they give her so many you know, pearls, so many good points about that person. But she has made up her mind that no, I'm not going to marry this person. So then what happens? What happens? Have you ever seen such an incident? Have you ever heard of such a story? What happens? Once she has made up her mind, no, I am not going to. Then nobody can convince her. And sometimes it's the other way around. If the father has made up his mind that no, I'm not going to let you get married here, then no matter what you say, that's it. He's not going to accept. He's not going to. So we see this in worldly situations as well, that once a person has made up his mind about something, then nothing can convince them. Just like that, if a person has made up his mind about kufr, then no evidence from the evidences of Allah can convince them. إِلَّا كَانُوا عَنْهَا And that is sometimes despite understanding the truth, Despite understanding the truth, despite realizing the benefits, yet why has a person made up his mind that no, I'm not going to do this? Because they're happy with what they have. They're happy with what they have. This is why they don't want to change their mind at all, no matter what proof is given. And this is what we learn from the Qur'an in Surah Al-Anbiya, Ayah 2, that مَا تَأْتِيهِم مِّن ذِكْرِ مِّن رَبِّهِم مُحْدَثٍ إِلَّا اسْتَمَعُوهُ وَهُمْ يَلْعَبُونَ No message comes to them. Except that they hear it, but they're busy in playing. They're busy in amusing themselves. They are so lost in this dunya that they don't want to take any lesson from the Qur'an. They're so happy in the life that they're living that they don't want to bother to turn to Allah. Allah says, فَقَدْ So in fact, كَذَّبُوا They have belied بِالْحَقِّ With the truth. لَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ When it came to them. The truth, it has come to them. And in fact, what have these people done? They have rejected it. كَذَّبُوا is from تَكْذِيب And what does تَكْذِيب mean? To call something a lie. So they call the truth a lie. They don't just refuse to accept it, but they call it a lie. So there are going to be consequences. فَسَوْفَ So very soon, يَأْتِيهِمْ It will come to them. Amba News. Which news? مَا ذَاتْ كَانُوا They were, بِهِ with it, يَسْتَهْزِئُونَ They were mocking. 
So very soon, the same news which they used to mock at is going to reach them. What is Amba? Amba is the plural of Naba. And Naba is news that gives a person certainty. Okay, Such news that gives a person certainty. For example, if one person comes and tells you that such and such has happened, or such and such will happen, then you're like, okay. And then another person comes and tells you the same thing. You're like, alright. And then one more person comes and tells you. Then what happens? With each person coming and telling you, you develop more and more certainty. So this is what naba is. Such news that gives you certainty, that removes doubts. Now the thing is that every person has in his heart this realization that when I will do wrong, I will suffer. Right? Even those people who don't believe in Allah, they have you know, this conscience that Allah has placed in every person's heart. Right? And when a person hears the same thing from the Qur'an, when he reads the same thing in the Qur'an, then what happens? It gives him certainty. The Qur'an becomes like naba. So Allah says, these people, they have rejected the truth when it came to them. But just because they have rejected it, doesn't mean they're not going to suffer the consequences. Very soon, the same news that they're mocking at today, that they say, you're right, how is resurrection going to happen? مَن يُحْيِي Who is going to give life to these bones when they have crumbled? How can they be brought to life? They mock today at the power of Allah. They make fun of the resurrection. But very soon, this is going to come upon them. Very soon, they're going to see what they are mocking at. And this is something true. That many times it happens that a person is making fun of something out of denial, out of rejection, and then he sees it happen. And then he sees it happen. So this is something that does not befit a person who has some understanding that he makes fun of others. Alam yaro, did they not see? Kam ahlakna, how many we destroyed? Min from qablihim before them. Min from qarnin, generations. Have they not seen how many generations before them we have destroyed? The word qarn is from the root letters qaf, ra, nun. And qarna literally means to join. And qarn is a generation. The people of a time. Of one time. Meaning what is connecting them is the time of existence. Okay? So for example, all of us over here are what? Qarn. Okay? Because we are people of one time. Alright? 30 years before us, 50 years before us, the people who lived here, who were they? Aqarn. Okay? So Allah asks, have they not seen how many generations before we have destroyed? That every person who came before us has left is this not true? Have we not seen this with our own eyes? Did we not have great grandparents? Or some of us are grandparents even, but they are not living on this earth anymore? Is this not true? Yes. And we know that we're not going to be here forever either. But yet what happens? When we are here in this dunya, we forget about our departure. Even though it is destined, we forget about our departure. And this is why we become heedless. And we become busy in our lives, playing, amusing ourselves. So this is something that we should take lesson from. That every person who has set foot on this planet, eventually left. And we too have to go one day. أَلَمْ يَرَوْ كَمْ أَهْلَكْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِهِ مِنْ قَرْنِ So أَهْلَكْنَا gives the meaning of gave death, but also in particular we destroyed. And this implies punishment. That... So many people existed in the past. But what happened? One natural disaster and the entire nation wiped off. Wiped off. We see that their buildings remain today. But the people are nowhere to be found. They're not there anymore. How is it that their homes remained, their belongings remained, but those people are nowhere to be found? They are not existent anymore. They were just wiped off. 
And many times, the bodies of people are found in their homes. So how many people, they were destroyed like this. And Allah says, مَكَّنَّاهُمْ We establish them فِي الْأَرْضِ In the earth. We establish them in the earth. How well? مَا That which Lam did not نُمَكِّن We establish لَكُمْ for you. The people who were before you, they were far more established. They were much more well established than you. How? Allah gave them more than He has given you. Allah gave them more authority and more power than He has given you. But what do we think? That people before us, you know, they lived in huts and they had no technology. Right? They had no internet. So we are really the best people who ever walked on this planet. Because we have everything that we want. But Allah says, مَكَّنَّاهُمْ We gave them authority more than we have given authority to you. The word مَكَّنَّا is from Meem Kaf Noon. Meem Kaf Noon. And مَكَّن literally means home, place. Okay? So مَكَّنَا okay, مَكَّنَا is to establish someone firmly somewhere. Meaning to give them authority, to give them control, to give them ability. And this is with several things. Having resources, okay, at your disposal, as well as having the strength, the ability to use those resources, and having power as well. So for example, we may feel that we have a lot of things. We have a lot of resources. But we don't have ability to make use of them like the people before us did. Let me give you an example. People before us, when they cooked their food, right? And when they had to use spices, you know what they would use to crush those spices? Food processors. Hmm? Is that what they would use? Big knives? No. Huh? Mortar and pestle. Okay? It's a heavy thing that is made with stone. And many of us won't even be able to lift it. Okay? Or we lift it with one arm and we'll be screaming. Or we'll be whining and complaining for sure. Okay? That's something that I can tell you for sure. Okay? Likewise, we eat, for example, pesto. Okay? It's made with basil leaves, nuts, and cheese. Alright? And we just go buy it from somewhere. Or we find recipes online and we just put everything in a food processor and we hit pulse and everything's done. Before, you know what people would do? They would have the special kind of a knife, okay? And you would have to chop, 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 chop for a good half an hour at least. Okay? So we have become so weak that we think washing dishes by hand is such a chore. I don't have the energy. Right? And we say, oh, I washed dishes yesterday so my hands are hurting. Huh? I did laundry yesterday so my back is aching. Oh yeah, you just put the clothes in the laundry machine, put some detergent and press some buttons. And here your back is aching. People back then, and even now there are many people who wash their clothes by hand, who have to rinse them by hand. Okay? And they have to hang them, everything by hand. And I'm sure you've never done that yourself. And here we think that we are so well established in the earth. We are weaker than them. In our bodies, in our physical strength, in our mental strength as well. They didn't suffer from stress and we suffer from all kinds of stress today. Isn't that so? There are diseases, illnesses, you know, every other person is suffering from. And back then, it was unheard of. So people before us, they were well established in a much better way compared to us. مَكَّنَّاهُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَا لَمْ نُمَكِّلْ لَكُمْ Think about the people of Fir'aun. The pyramids. How did they build them? How did they construct them? Did they have these big construction machines? Did they? No. They had something. What was that technology? Allahu A'lam. But we cannot figure out till today how they built those pyramids. How they built those huge structures. Right? We have no idea. 
And especially, primarily this verse is referring to the people of Makkah. That you think you are very great, and because of that you can disbelieve. Look at what happened to the people before you. They had much more than you. Much more than you. وَأَرْسَلْنَا And we sent down السَّمَاءَ The sky عَلَيْهِمْ Upon them مِدْرَارًا In profusion. In abundant rain. Showering in profusion. It's not that just we gave them authority and many resources, but we also blessed them with many blessings. How? That we sent the rain on them midrara. Midrara means showering in profusion abundantly. It's from dal ra ra. And dar is to flow profusely, to flow continuously. So they were sent rain, how often? Regularly. Regularly consecutively, one after the other. And as a result, there was plenty of water that they had. You might be like, yeah, so we open a tap and we have water too. What's the big deal? The big deal is that when you have rain falling down from the sky on a regular basis, then when there will be water, there will be life. Right? There will be agriculture. There will be business. There will be jobs. Right? There will be food. Right? There will be a lot that people will have when there is rain. And when the rain stops, then what will happen? No agriculture? Right? We see that in many parts of the world, when there is drought, what happens? The economy is in big danger, even today. Even today. If during the summer there are not enough rains, then what will happen? Animals will die. There is no agriculture. Lands will dry up and people run out of business. Big economies suffer. Okay, look at what's been happening in Australia. Because of the droughts, what's been happening? And we think, yeah, everything's fine. No, it's not fine. Apparently it seems fine. But we are, people of this day and age are in a lot of debt. So back then, Allah says, وَأَرْسَلْنَا السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْهِمْ مِدْرَارًا وَجَعَلْنَا and we made الْأَنْهَارُ The rivers تَجْرِي It would flow مَنْ تَحْتِهِمْ From under them. What does it mean by this? That the rivers would flow beneath them? Meaning, they had many rivers, okay, springs and streams, which they had full access to. The water, which was fully accessible to them. وَجَعَلْنَا الْأَنْهَارَ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهِمْ فَأَهْلَكْنَاهُمْ But despite that, what happened? We destroyed them. Why? بِذُنُوبِهِمْ Because of their sins. وَأَنْشَأْنَا And we produced, we caused to rise مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ From after them, قَرْنًا A generation, آخرين of others. آخرين, plural of آخر. So the people of the past, they were given much more than you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed them with many blessings. They were thriving. But what happened? أَهْلَكْنَاهُمْ بِذُنُوبِهِمْ Because of their sins, we destroyed them. And we produced in their place after them another generation. Some other people came, inhabited those lands, populated those countries, and they took the place of those before them. Why did this happen? Allah says we destroyed them because of their sins. What does this show? That no matter what a person has achieved in this life, no matter how much a person has made in this life, in the worldly sense, if he is committing sins, then Allah is not impressed by him at all. He is not impressed by him at all. Because who gave him those riches in the first place? Who gave him that success in the first place? Who sent down that rain, gave him that authority? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So whatever Allah gave to a person, he's not impressed by that. What does Allah want to look at? Our hearts and our deeds. Allah does not look at your bodies and your wealth. Rather, He looks at what? Your hearts and your deeds. So when a person is sinful, then despite having many riches, Allah doesn't care for him. And such a person deserves what? Only failure and destruction. So فَأَهْلَكْنَاهُمْ بِذَنُوبِهِمْ Look at Fir'aun. What happened to him despite having so much? Finished, right? So, at the end we learned that it doesn't matter how much a person has been given in this dunya, how much he has accumulated in this life, 
Sins can cause everything that a person has to be taken away. Sins can destroy a person despite his great achievements, despite his wealthiness. So our focus should not be on worldly achievement only. Our focus should be on what? Purifying ourselves. Refraining from sins. Because at the end of the day, your money cannot save you. Your certificates cannot save you from Allah. What can save you, what can protect you, is the deeds that you have performed for His pleasure. وَلَوْ And if نَزَّلْنَا We sent down عَلَيْكَ Upon you كِتَابًا A book The Prophet ﷺ is being addressed. That the height of their denial, whose denial? The people of Makkah. That if we were to send down upon you kitaban a book, meaning something written, where? Fi tasin in a parchment. Okay? That if we had sent down a written scripture inscribed where? In a qirtas. What is qirtas? Qirtas is paper, parchment, anything on which, you know, something is written. Could be a sheet, could be a scroll. So, If we were to send down a physical scripture written and falamasuhu, so they felt it, they touched it. Who? These people. Bi'aydihim with their own hands. Lamasuhu. Lam, meem, seen. Lumps. Lumps is to have physical contact, to touch. Right? So if they touch that parchment with their own hands, what would happen? لَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Surely those who disbelieve would have said, إِنْ هَذَا This is not إِلَّا except سِحْرٌ مُبِينٌ Clear magic. The disbelievers would say, this is nothing but clear magic. What? This parchment with the written scripture on it. Because they kept on asking the Prophet ﷺ for miracles. Okay? They found out Musa ﷺ was given The Torah in a written form, they demanded the same thing, that we should be given written scripture. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that no. If a written scripture was to be sent down to these people, and they touched it with their own hands, still they would say, this is nothing but magic. Why is this mentioned? They touched it with their own hands. Because many times it happens that you see something with your eyes, but you still doubt your vision. Right? You still doubt yourself. That was I just seeing things or was it really there? Has it ever happened with you? Hmm? That you see something and you're not sure whether you actually saw it or you're thinking that you saw it. Which is why many times we've seen things but later on we're like, I don't remember. Why do we not remember? Because we cannot recall that vision because we're not sure if we really saw it or not. But when a person touches something with their hand, then two senses are involved. Right? You've seen it, you've touched it. Once you've touched it, then you know that it is real. Right? You're not just seeing things, it's not just a hallucination, it is actually real, it's actually there. It's like, you know when you're in doubt about something, then what do you do? You look at it and then you go and touch it. Or that's what you see in movies. Right? A person is having a hallucination or something and they go touch it and their hand goes through the person. So like, okay, this is not real. But when they actually touch the person, then that is real. Okay? So, فَلَمَسُوهُ بِأَيْدِيهِمْ They touched with their own hands the scripture. They handled it with their own hands. Yet they would say, oh, this is magic. This is the height of their disbelief. Again, the same thing is being repeated. That those who have made up their mind, they're not going to believe that nothing is going to convince them. What is magic? Magic is basically an effect whose cause is unknown. Right? That you see something going on, but you don't know how or why it's happening. For example, somebody's sick. Right? And the doctors cannot figure out what's going on. What's the first thing that Muslims say? Sihr. Magic. Magic. Right? Somebody, you know, their marriage breaks up and they're like, magic. Right? They lose their job. Magic. In this day and age, Muslims, they firmly believe in magic. Right? They're obsessed with magic. Everything is magic. So just like that, the mushrikeen of Makkah, they would say, this is nothing but magic. No, we're not going to believe. This is magic. And this shows their stubbornness, that no matter what they're shown, they're not going to believe. So the Prophet ﷺ is being comforted over here. That don't worry. 
You are doing your job. You are conveying properly. The problem is with these people. وَقَالُوا And they said, لَوْلَا Why not? أُنزِلَ It was sent down. عَلَيْهِ Upon him, مَلَكٌ and angel. At the same time, these people are demanding so many things. When a person is asking you for proofs and evidences, it shows that they're somewhat interested. Right? They want to know. They want to believe. They want to agree with you. But the reality of these people is that no matter what you show to them, they're not going to believe. And yet, they're demanding for more and more proofs. So they're basically playing with the Prophet ﷺ. So they would say, how come an angel has not been sent down upon? Why an angel? Who would come with him? Right? And tell people that yes, he is the messenger of Allah. And was an angel not sent down? Yes. Jibreel was sent. He is the one who brought wahi to the Prophet ﷺ. But the people, what did they want? That we should see Jibreel. And Jibreel should talk to us. And he should tell us that he is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah says, وَقَالُوا لَوْ لَا أُنزِلَ عَلَيْهِ مَلَكٌ Allah says, وَلَوْ أَنزَلْنَا مَلَكًا And if, وَلَوْ and if, أَنزَلْنَا we sent down مَلَكًا an angel, then what would happen? لَقُضِيَ Surely it would have been decided. What? الْأَمْرُ The matter. ثُمَّ then لَا not يُنظَرُونَ They would be given respite. What does it mean by this? That if we had sent down an angel, the whole matter would have been decided and then they wouldn't be given any respite. This has been interpreted in several ways. Firstly, it is understood as that if the angel was sent down and the people would see him, then what would happen? الْأَمْرِ The matter would be decided. Meaning these people, they would be finished. Because the human being does not have the capacity. He doesn't have the strength to see the angels in their real form. The Prophet ﷺ, he saw Angel Jibreel in his original form, hmm? with so many wings covering the entire horizon. And the Prophet ﷺ was scared. Imagine, this is the man who would go up to Mountain of Light, stay in the cave, all by himself, alone, for days and nights. All by himself. He was a person who had a lot of confidence. Yet when he saw Angel Jibreel, what happened? He was afraid. And if normal people started seeing angels, they would die out of that fear and shock. They wouldn't be able to stand it. So Allah says, لَقُضِيَ الْأَمْرِ ثُمَّ لَا يُنظَرُونَ They would not be given any respite, meaning their life would be over and then extra chances won't be given to them. That's it. Secondly, it's also understood as that when the angels come, then they come for a reason. Right? And what is that? Like the angels, when they came to Ibrahim salam, they came with the news of what? Punishment for who? The people of Lut salam. So just like that, if the angels are going to come, then they're going to bring punishment, then then the matter would be decided. And then these people wouldn't be given any other chance. Then they would be punished. And also, it means that if they were to see the angels, and then they would deny, then they wouldn't be given any more chances. It's like the last chance. So it was out of mercy on the people of Makkah that all their demands were not being fulfilled. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's way is that when a miracle is shown to a people that serves as a clear proof, a clear evidence, there's no doubt about the reality of the messenger, but what he's saying. And then if people disbelieve, then that's it. Then no more chances. That's it. No more chances at all. So this is the reason why Allah says that if the angel was to be sent down, then the matter would be concluded and they would not be given any respite. In Surah Al-Furqan, Ayah 22, we learn, يَوْمَ يَرَوْنَ الْمَلَائِكَةَ لَا بُشْرَى يَوْمَئِذٍ لِلْمُجْرِمِينَ On the day they will see the angels, no good news will there be for the criminals that day. Meaning the angels will only bring punishment then. Because when do angels come and appear to a person? When they bring death to a person. When they come to take his soul. 
Likewise, in Surah Al-Hijr, Ayah 8, We do not send down the angels except with truth. And the disbelievers would not then be reprieved. And also think about it. That who are you that you're demanding to see the angels? Right? I mean, if it's really someone big and they need to see, that's a different story. But you common people, what do you think of yourself? And you think the angels are free? They've got nothing to do that they should just come start appearing before you and telling you, Your Majesty, please believe in Allah. Look at your reality. Allah says, Walaw, and if Ja'alnahu, we had made him, who? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Malakan an angel. If we had sent Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam as an angel, meaning the messenger would be an angel. Because Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was who? A human being. Every messenger whom Allah sent was who? A human being. But these people demanded, but an angel should have been sent. So that we'd be impressed by him, we'd be in awe of him, and then we would believe in him. Allah says, if we were to send an angel messenger, then, لَجَعَلْنَاهُ Surely we would have made him into rajulan, into a human being. Meaning he would appear before people in the form of who? A human being. Why? So that the human beings can see him and talk to him and understand him and communicate easily with him. They can relate with him. They can take you know, his life as an example for themselves. So we would have sent him as a human being. Just like the angels when they came to Dhul okay, bringing punishment for his people, they came in human form. Alright? They came to Ibrahim with the good news of the birth of his son. They came in what form? Human form. So every time angels are sent to human beings for the purpose of communication or something, they're sent in a human form. And if that was done, then Allah says, وَلَلَبَسْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ مَا يَلْبِسُونَ وَلَلَبَسْنَا And surely we would clothe or confuse عَلَيْهِمْ upon them مَا what يَلْبِسُونَ They confuse themselves with. Meaning, then that confusion would not go away. They would remain in this confusion. That is he a prophet or is he not a prophet? Is he a human being? Is he an angel? Meaning they would be in more confusion. The matter would be more confusing to them. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of His mercy, has not complicated this matter for us. He has simplified it by sending us who? A human messenger. Whom the people of the time could see and communicate with. Whom they could relate with. And wahi was sent to Him. And it's simple, clear. And people want weird things. Why? So that they can believe. But in fact, that is just going to create more confusion. وَلَلَبَسْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ مَا يَلْبِسُونَ لَبَسْنَا and يَلْبِسُونَ both from the root letters لَمْ بَاسِينَ and you know that it means to mix up. So they would be in confusion because the reality would be mixed up with their thoughts and they wouldn't be sure about what is right and what is wrong. This is why in Surah Ali Imran, Ayah 164, we learn لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Certainly Allah has bestowed a huge favor upon the believers when He sent to them a messenger, min and fusihim, from themselves, meaning a human being. So a human messenger, a big blessing. A big blessing. Now we see over here that so far, what we have read, is that the mushrikeen of Makkah, they demanded evidences, proofs, for the prophethood of Muhammad sallallahu Okay, And they demanded miracles, or strange things. And they were not entertained at all. Their requests were not granted. Don't you wonder sometimes that if, let's say, Jibreel did appear to them just once, it would be so easy for the people to believe? So why didn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just do that? If they demanded a physical scripture, why didn't He just send that? Wouldn't it be easy for the people to believe? So why weren't their requests granted? Yes. Okay, that it could lead to incorrect beliefs. That for example, they would see Daniel Jibreel and they would be in so much awe of him that they would start prostrating him and forget Allah and start worshipping Jibreel. Possible? Just like the Bani Israel started worshipping the calf instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Exactly. That Allah guides those people who want guidance. And those who want guidance don't make such demands. And those who make such demands, it's a sign that they are not serious. They're just playing. They're just fooling around. Just like the Bani Israel. Did they not see enough signs that Musa was a true prophet? Did they not see all those years, the struggle that Musa went through to save Bani Israel, and eventually they were rescued? Fir'aun was drowned. The sea was parted. But yet, those who don't want to believe, then what do they say? We will not believe until we see Allah. Right? So what does that show? They're not interested in believing. So those who don't want to believe, you know, their requests are not going to be granted. Any other reason that you can think of? Yes. Exactly. Once they see the miracles, the clear signs, they have no excuses anymore. So it's worse for them if they deny. Yes. Exactly. That where's the test then? Right? Where's the test then? Because once you see, then you have no difficulty in believing. You have no reason to disbelieve. Also, if you think about it, then the people of today would say that we also want to see miracles. Right? Then every person would demand that I will not believe until and unless I see something. I see a sign. I see a miracle. And also, it does not befit the majesty of Allah to answer each and every request that people make out of their arrogance and pride. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed enough signs in the heavens, in the earth, within our bodies, in our lives, that prove to us the existence of Allah, that prove to us the truthfulness of the Qur'an, that prove to us that there is going to be death and resurrection and a hereafter. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed enough signs, then it does not befit His Majesty that He is fulfilling every request. وَلَقَدْ And certainly, أُسْتُهْزِئَ He was mocked at. From istihza, who birusulin with messengers, meaning the messengers were mocked at. Which messengers? Min qablik from before you, O Prophet ﷺ. Before you, the messengers who came, even they were mocked at. So this is something that's not new, that people make fun of you today. They ask you for miracles, and when you cannot present them, they have a good laugh at you. This was something that was done before too. They call you a magician. They call you names. This is something that happened before too. But what happened then? فَحَاقَ So it enveloped. بِالَّذِينَ With those who سَخِرُوا They mocked. minhum from them. Those people who mocked among them. Among who? The previous nations. Whoever mocked. What happened? Something encircled them. Something enveloped them. What enveloped them? مَا كَانُوا بِهِ يَسْتَهْزِئُونَ That which they used to mock at. The very thing they were making fun of, that is what enveloped them, encircled them, so they could not escape at all. حَاقَ From حَيَقَف To surround, to encircle. So the same news, the same warnings that the messengers were giving to them, which they mocked at, the people mocked at, that same warning came upon them. That same punishment came upon them. Has it ever happened that a person is laughing at someone? Let's say they spilled some milk or they tripped or they got hurt and somebody is laughing at them and they get up and they trip in the same way. Yeah? All of you are smiling. Either it has happened to you or you have seen it happen to others. That many times when people laugh at others, that same thing happens to them. Right? So the people before, they mocked at the punishment of Allah. The warnings that the prophets gave them. And then at the end, that same punishment, that same warning, it befell them. They could not escape. قُلْ Say, سِيرُوا All of you travel from Sinyara, fil ardi In the earth. Go and travel about in the earth. ثُمَّ then أُنظُرُوا Look, كَيْفَ How كَانَ It was عَاقِبَةُ End result of who? المكذبين of those who deny. قُلْ سِيرُوا سِيرُوا from سِينَ Sayyid is to travel. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the people over here, go and travel, go about in the land far and wide, near and far, go and look at the world, go and look at this earth, and observe 
How was the consequence of the people who denied before you? You will see their ruins today, but you will not see them. Look at how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wiped them from the surface of the earth. How every blessing was taken away from these people. Why? Because of their denial. But if you want to see that, you have to go and look. And for that you have to travel. Seerul fil ard. And seerul fil ard is in two ways. One is with qadam, by feet. That a person physically goes somewhere and looks. Okay? And secondly, it is through ilm. That a person learns about, he studies, he listens to, okay, the accounts of the people of the past, how they met their ends. Many people, they travel through the earth, they visit various places where there are ruins of the people of the past. Okay, Many people study this as well. And they focus on what was the consequence? Right? Or how it happened in the physical sense. Right? But they don't wonder why it happened. Why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed this to happen. Because think about it. There is an entire nation, an entire city populated by hundreds and thousands of people. They have businesses, they have jobs, they have happy lives. They have a whole system. And then all of a sudden, one disaster, everything finished. Why? Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow this to happen? There must have been a reason. So Allah wants us to reflect on this. That reflect what caused the bad end of the previous people before you. And every time that you will study this, you will see that there were many wrong things happening in such places. Whether it was shirk, idol worship, which is why you will see temples have been excavated or idols have been excavated, or injustice against other people. Whether it's in the form of slavery or extremely difficult labor or the way people were kept. I mean, these kind of things are discovered by the writings of the people, by the kind of things that they possess. So it's found that there was a lot of injustice being done, whether that was injustice against Allah or injustice against people. So this is what led to their bad end. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to look at it and take a lesson from it. Reflect. Then why were they ruined? Why did this happen? Why is it that a nation whose economy was thriving, they were at the peak of their time, yet they suffered a great downfall. They were wiped off completely. So reflect on it and take a lesson and don't do what they did. Now you might wonder, but everybody has to go anyway. Nobody is going to live on this world forever. That's true. But it matters how a person leaves, how a person departs this world. It matters a lot. Does he leave when Allah is happy with him? Or does he leave when Allah is angry with him? So this is why you don't want to do what they did, because you don't want to meet the end that they did. فَانْظُرُوا Look, reflect. كَيْفَ كَانَ عَاقِبَةُ الْمُكَذِّبِينَ Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. وَمَا تَأْتِيهِمْ مِنْ آيَةٍ مِنْ آيَاتِ رَبِّهِمْ إِلَّا كَانُوا عَنْهَا مُعْرِضِينَ فَقَدْ كَذَّبُوا بِالْحَقِّ لَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ فَسَوْفَ يَأْتِيهِمْ أَنْبَاءُ مَا كَانُوا بِهِ يَسْتَهْزِئُونَ أَلَمْ يَرَوْا كَمْ أَهْلَكْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ مِنْ قَرْنٍ مَكَّنَّاهُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَا لَمْ نُمَكِّنْ لَكُمْ وَأَرْسَلْنَا وَأَرْسَلْنَا السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْهِمْ مِدْرَارًا وَجَعَلْنَا الْأَنْهَارَ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهِمْ فَأَهْلَكْنَاهُمْ فَأَهْلَكْنَاهُمْ بِذُنُوبِهِمْ وَأَنْشَأْنَا مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ قَرْنًا آخَرِينَ 
وَلَوْ نَزَّلْنَا عَلَيْكَ كِتَابًا فِي قِرْطَاسٍ فَلَمَسُوهُ بِأَيْدِيهِمْ لَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا إِنْ هَذَا إِلَّا سِحْرٌ مُبِينٌ وَقَالُوا لَوْلَا أُنْزِلَ عَلَيْهِ مَلَكٌ وَلَوْ أَنْزَلْنَا مَلَكًا لَقُضِيَ الْأَمْرُ ثُمَّ لَا يُنْظَرُونَ وَلَوْ جَعَلْنَاهُ مَلَكًا لَجَعَلْنَاهُ رَجُلًا وَلَلَبَسْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ مَا يَلْبِسُونَ وَلَقَدْ اسْتُهْزِئَ بِرُسُلٍ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ فَحَاقَ بِالَّذِينَ سَخِرُوا فَحَاقَ بِالَّذِينَ سَخِرُوا مِنْهُمْ مَا كَانُوا بِهِ يَسْتَهْزِئُونَ قُلْ سِيرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ ثُمَّ انْظُرُوا كَيْفَ كَانَ عَاقِبَةُ الْمُكَذِّبِينَ So in all of these verses, what do we learn? That whether you believe or not, whether you acknowledge or not, the only one who deserves worship is who? Allah. Alhamdulillah. Alladhi khalaqa samawati wal ard. The one who created the heavens and the earth, who made the darkness and the light. But yet there are people who associate partners with him. So whether you admit or not, you acknowledge or not, whether you refuse or whatever, the reality is that Allah alone deserves worship. If you accept that, good for you. And if you reject that, worse for you. And if you still need an evidence, go look at the people of the past. They're ruins. They didn't stay here forever. When they rejected, they suffered. So likewise, if you reject, you too will suffer. So true success is in what? Turning to Allah. Not turning away from Allah. 